get him to do that. But on a happier note, uh, joining us right now, we've got uh, Kate Crozer, who's the CEO of the South Australian Film Corporation. Kate, good afternoon and welcome. Thank you. We've got Kirsty Stark, who's the head of, uh, of Matchbox, a producer of Stateless, and congratulations on the success last night. We'll talk about that in a moment Thank or so. You. And uh, Angela Heeson from uh, Heeson Casting. Angela, good afternoon and welcome to you. Thank you very much. Now, can we very quickly talk about Stateless? It went to air for the first time the last night here in Adelaide, and it got 441,000 people nationally watching it, 53,000 here in South Australia. It was the eighth most watched program on television last night and beat the pants off uh, Dancing with the Stars. Kirsty, you've got to be wrapped in it. Yeah, we're really excited that we've finally got the show out there and it gets more compelling from week to week. So and you've, uh, you've had watching. inquiries from overseas to, to have it shown overseas. Who was that? Yeah, um, I've just come back from the Berlin Film Festival where we oh. had our world premiere. Oh, i just come back from the Berlin... For, oh, jeez. I went to Glenelg on the weekend, but the, the Berlin Film Festival. Yeah. And, and you showed it over there. We did. We showed the first two episodes over there. And the um, reaction was? Amazing. We had a cinema with 800 people. Full really? And, yeah. yeah, great responses from all over the world. Oh, yeah. Who's the, um, who's the lady who's the, uh, the lead in it? She's lovely, apart from being a great actor. Yeah. Yvonne Strahovski, so she's most known from The Handmaid's Tale, but she's a, oh, okay. yeah, born and bred Australian and came back home to do the series, which is great. And uh, it was filmed where? Up at Port Augusta? Four or five weeks of filming up in Port Augusta? Yeah, we had four months in a purpose-built detention centre set up in Port Augusta, really? just minutes away from where the real Baxter detention centre was, and then the rest was filmed in all different areas around Adelaide and South Australia. I mean, that must have been good for the economy of Port Augusta. I mean, how many people were actually on site, apart from the crew and the cast and all? You, you must have had a lot of people working up there. Yeah, we probably had 200 or so working really? on the set, including our background cast who came up from all different nationalities, uh. and some of them actually had connections to immigration detention themselves, so it felt like we were in a really authentic place. It was right. amazing. And Kate Blanchett playing the role of a singer. I mean, Kate was very responsible for this production actually getting off the ground. She's been a big fan of a big f for the idea for a long time, hasn't she? Yeah, she works with the United Nations and the UNHCR as one of their global ambassadors for refugees, so it's something that's really close to her heart. And if uh, you missed it last night, you missed something really good. That was episode one. How many episodes all up, Kirsty? Six in total. Six in total. So the second one is 8.30 next Sunday on ABC One. Yes, and if you missed it last night, you can head to iView and catch up. And catch up with it, yeah. The, um, who's the bloke who plays the, uh, the lead role? Um, uh, he's an Australian, but I've never heard of him, I've got to be honest. Jai Courtney. Yeah. Yeah, he's done quite a lot of Hollywood films um, and has also filmed here previously in South Australia, so oh, it's lucky a, it, to have him back. It's a, well, uh, I think it'll build an audience of 440 nationally, 50-odd thousand of us here in South Australia watched it. I think the word will spread around, it's a bit of OK, you ought, you ought to try and catch up with this. All righty. Um, Kate Crozer is the CEO of the South Australian Film Corporation. Hello, Kate. Good afternoon. Welcome to 5AA. Thank you for having me. Now, tell us some of the things that the, the Film Corporation are doing at the moment. There's, you've got a full agenda, haven't you? We have Flat had out. a huge year. Obviously, we've just wrapped production on Mortal Kombat, which yeah. is the biggest ever film to shoot in South Australia, so that's been incredibly exciting for us. What was the budget for that? So they have spent... Um, they By the time they finish up here, they will have spent $70 million in South Australia. So that's $70 million in the local economy? Seven zero. that's right. It's Jeez. a pretty big number. And, uh, and employed hundreds and hundreds of South Australians 
Australians on the production. So we've just uh, started the post-production phase of that film. So we have five um, visual effects and post-production companies in Adelaide who are completing work on it, and that's employing another 180 people just wow. in the post-production phase. It's a pretty significant piece of work. Here's the, the, the dumb question of the afternoon, and you're going to get one at least today. Here's, here's the one. Mortal Kombat, uh, what's it all about? Well, it's based on an incredibly popular video game franchise. Oh, so right. people who grew up in the sort of 80s and 90s would absolutely remember it as a video game. And now they're making a, a movie version. So it's kind of, you often see movies that get turned into video games, but this one's kind of happening the other way around. A video game into a movie. Yeah, it's an action film. And uh, uh, tell me, it doesn't star Arnold Schwarzenegger or somebody <laughs> uh, turdy like that, does it? Who's the star? It's actually got two Australian actors as right. the star. So um, we have... Help me out here, Angela. Ben, there's Ben Lawson. Ben Lawson. Josh, no, Josh Lawson. So Josh Lawson and... Jessica McNamee. So Jessica yeah. McNamee was on... Um, people might remember her from uh, Patch the Rafters. Mm. And so now here she is in a Hollywood action film. So, um, and a thing called Mortal Kombat with a, with a budget of, of $70 million just in South Australia correct. alone. Correct. So the, the overall budget is bigger than that, but we're not allowed to give the numbers out. But the, the South Australian spend is going to be $70 million. Yeah. And when they, when they film elsewhere, will they be filming overseas, uh, adding to that budget? They've done a couple of really short little units. I think they're doing one in Thailand, but that's just to get sort of backgrounds and okay. um, just cutaway shots. It's, it, the actual whole production itself is being shot in Adelaide and surrounds, like out in the regions as well. Isn't that good for us? Absolutely. Especially if the word spreads uh, and they go back to America and they say, hey, the mob down under, uh, they were really cooperative. Not only that, the weather was good and there's some really talented dudes down there. That is exactly what they're going to be saying. I mean, all of those things you've mentioned are very much the draw cards of um, of what we have in, in Adelaide. So we're really well known for being a film-friendly community. Yeah, um, yeah. The, the community out there welcomes um, film and television production with open arms and we're really grateful for that from everyone, from all of your listeners and everyone out there in, in the um, Adelaide and uh, regional communities. All right. Ladies, if you can bear with us for a moment or so, this is important breaking news from uh, Channel 7 News and a bloke heard regularly here in Adelaide's 5AA, including on the, the Brecky Show once a week, Mike Smithson. G'day, Smitho. G'day, okay. Yeah, there's uh, been an announcement, the Premier and uh, Health Minister and the Chief Public Health Officer have uh, just made an announcement that laws, a new law or an amendment to an existing Public Health Act uh, will be introduced into Parliament um, that if it goes through, which the Premier is hoping to rush it through, that warrants could be issued to detain people who are considered uh, to be carriers of coronavirus. Yeah. Um, he says there's no need to be alarmed, but... Uh, I tell you what, they're really going to toughen up that um, allowing detention in urgent circumstances, even if you haven't had a prior breach or non-compliance, uh, applications where um, it used to be detention was limited to people who were definitely known to be carrying the virus. Now it's even a thought of uh, carrying it could see you detained. Uh, you can be ordered to stay in hospital that you can't just leave because you feel you're getting better. So um, it's this goes in all sorts of directions. The police are going to be happy detaining people uh, if, if they may contract the virus themselves. So obviously the South Australian government uh, is trying to get on the front foot with this, 
uh, and I suspect it will go through Parliament. I'm, I'm not sure the, the opposition would stand in the way, but um, you know, the obvious question, could you get a knock on the door and be detained? Uh, that could be the ultimate case. So uh, I think it's not going to be scenes that we've seen in China, I don't think, where people are dragged away kicking and screaming, but um, certainly much tougher laws than currently exist. And, Mike, this will be introduced into Parliament this week or today or when? Tomorrow. Oh, tomorrow, tomorrow thank Parliament you. Parliament sits. Normally these things can take a week or more. The Premier's hoping yeah. that this can be rushed through this week. So um, you can be ordered... Um, uh, well, basically, if the chief medical officer tells you to do something that uh, involves coronavirus, whether to stay home, stay in detention, stay in hospital, uh, you have to follow those orders or ultimately there can be a, a, a warrant issued for your arrest. And I guess you'd be forcibly detained um, that, that if it follows through. Now, there are current Health Act detention laws, but this is specifically for coronavirus and, and obviously ramping it up because the condition is seen as worsening. Uh, in worldwide and potentially in South Australia as well. So um, stay tuned because I don't think it's the end of the matter by any means. Not at all. Mike Smithson from Channel 7 News with breaking news there for us. We'll have more details come 2 o'clock in the news. It's just on 18 to 2 now. We can restyle your whole bathroom or just the parts you'd like. Ken Hall Bathrooms. On trend. Custom designed. Taps to showers. Tiles to baths. There's nothing Ken can't do. Give Ken a call. Ken Hall Bathrooms. 8364-5855. recommends the best services and products across SA. If you're in or heading west, head to the Exeter Hotel Semaphore Road, buy one, get one free lunch, and kids eat free for dinner Monday to Thursday. Friday lunch and dinner is $10 off all steaks, plus it's half-price seafood all weekend. On the parade, head to the Norwood Hotel, buy one lunch, get one free, plus there's $13 T-bone steak, chips and salad every night. The Norwood Hotel on the parade. 5AA recommends. And it's all happening at the Victoria Hotel O'Halloran Hill. Buy one, get one free schnitzels Monday. Kids eat free Tuesday and Wednesday, plus half-price grazier steaks on Thursdays. All offers on lunch and dinner. 5AA recommends. It's uh, just on 17 minutes to, uh, to 2 o'clock. There's no doubt about it. The Sharp Energy Hub is really changing the way that we use energy in our homes. If you visit them down there at 71 Port Road at Thibbeton, you'll, you'll get a lot better idea of what I'm talking about. The Hub is a real game changer. They've got the most diverse range of home batteries in Adelaide, including the locally made Sonnen batteries and the Telsa batteries. But have a listen to this. The combined government subsidies, currently $11,000 a home. Now, that's a lot of money in anybody language, even for those people who live in Medindi. $11,000 a home means you can have a home battery for less than $3,000, but understand this will not happen again. This is for a limited time. Sharpie's been in the game now for about 40 years, and I've never seen him so enthusiastic and genuine about something or other. $11,000 per home, meaning that you can get a battery for less than $3,000, but it will not last for too much longer. And to make it perfectly clear, the VPP is closing fast. There's less than 500 places left probably closer to four, I'd hazard a guess. Get in touch with them today and find out more about it. The people at the Sharp Energy Hub, they can save you thousands of dollars and they're at 71 Port Road at Thurberton. Simply Google Sharp Energy Hub uh, today and get more information about a really genuine and a good saving to be had on these home batteries. Taking time to listen can make all the difference. Farrell and O'Neill Funerals is a South Australian family company committed to guiding and supporting families at an emotional time. 
We value a lifetime by offering a compassionate, caring and unique service with attention to the smallest detail. Finding guidance through a difficult time can be comforting. Farrell and O'Neill Funerals, 8296 3134. You've got a lot of living to do in retirement, and the little things can really add up. Are you confident you can pay for them? Using part of your super or savings, add a Challenger Lifetime annuity to your retirement income and enjoy guaranteed income for life. So like thousands of other retirees, you too can look forward with confidence. Find out more at challenger.com.au. Before investing, consider whether a Challenger annuity is appropriate for you. Read the PDS from Challenger at challenger.com.au. Over 55? Looking to downsize but unsure if you can afford the move? Discover Stockland's Somerton Park Retirement Village. With an eclectic mix of low-maintenance homes, friendly staff and huge calendar of social events, enjoy independent living surrounded by friends. Right now, move into a one-bedroom, newly renovated apartment starting from just $149,000. Retire your way at Somerton Park Retirement Village. Contact the team today, 1-800-727-170. Cancer never rests, and for that reason, neither do we. Right now, our SunSmart program is helping protect and educate a generation of little Aussies. Our 131120 nurses are giving one-on-one phone support to people affected by cancer. And the funds you raise help our world-class researchers unlock more answers. And tomorrow, with your help, we'll start again. Cancer Council. Every minute, every hour, every day. Scraped your caravan? Walker Crash Caravan Repairs. Easy insurance repairs, fast. This is Tony Pilkington. It's uh, just after a quarter to two. Uh, three delightful ladies are with us. Kate DeCrozer, who's the CEO of the SA Film Corporation. Uh, Kirsty Stark, uh, uh, the producer of Stateless, the show that went to air for the first time last night on the ABC and pulled about 440,000 uh, people nationally, 53,000 here. It came uh, number eight in the overall ratings and beat uh, Channel 10's Dancing with the Stars that was up against it. And Angela Heesom from Heesom Advertising. Angela, Heesom Advertising, tell me about the company. Where did it start? Whose idea was it? And who have you cast? Well, it was my idea and we started it a long, long time ago. I used to be a producer. Right, okay. Um, but then I became in the 90s, that makes you sound incredibly old, uh, um, became an actor's agent. Actor's agent, I started yeah. an agency called Actors Inc. Who did, you, who did you represent in the early years? Oh, lots of great, great actors. Um, oh, gosh, I, just, I mean, Craig Behenna, Mark Saturno, um, Damien Herriman. Uh, okay, I okay. used to be his, his agent, Gary Sweet. Oh, A lot Gary of the greats Sweet, from huh? South Australia. I mean, so many. I mean, um, Gary Sweet. My favourite story about Gary Sweet, the late <laughs> Sir Donald Bradman watched his body line and he phones me up and said to uh, Pilko, who, who played the, who, who, who was playing me? I said it was a, a Glenelg boy, really, Sir Donald, uh, Gary Sweet. He said, uh, Lady Bradman didn't realise how handsome I was when I was young. <laughs> Isn't that a lovely compliment to Gary? It's yeah. gorgeous. Yeah, mm. yeah. Now you're, uh, he was handsome. Now you're into casting. Yeah? I am. Yeah, I have been casting about 20 years. Is that, is that more difficult than actually managing the, uh, the fragile egos of actors? Uh, no. No? No, you've, you've got other other issues, I think, to think about. Um, we, I love working with actors, and as casting, you still are able to interface with them a lot and, and still have that relationship with them in a very different kind of way. Because my background was once 
from the film side of things. Yeah. Actually, I think I've married the two now because I'm okay. working with directors and producers, yet right. I've still got the understanding and love of actors, so mm. I get the best of both worlds. How do you suss out, though, somebody who's uh, ideally suited to a role? Do you, do you look at f- previous work or do you go to stage productions or auditions? Uh, how do you d- eventually decide? Look, it's very complex and varied. Um, obviously, for the lead roles for films, which we often get on board long before the film's greenlit. I could start on a film two years before it's even... No one's even talking about it or funding it because our, our job in the very beginning is to try and get the attachments for the film, like the stars attached to like the, the huge Atmans of the world, which I've done before, yeah. which then releases the funding. So you, then, the, then, the, then the producers can actually green light it and get it working so um, obviously you'd look at known actors for that particular stage yeah, yeah. and then when you come to cast the rest of the roles, the um, the other major supports, you actually would look at uh, actors across Australia obviously here we look at South Australian actors first, we're very proud to do that yeah, um, but yeah. we obviously have to spread the casting a lot wider so we look um, even internationally for some stars as well and then sometimes other roles are I need someone that perhaps has never acted before. Really? So, yeah. In fact, with Mortal Kombat, as a good example, uh, the lead teen, Matilda Kimber, um, she's never acted before, and we, we just found her in South Australia. We looked practically all over the, the world for her. We certainly looked over Australia for her. Is this the sort of role um, that could actually make her an international star? If well, Mortal it Kombat is, It could, yeah. It could, and it's happened before. I mean, with Teresa Palmer being another recent example. Right, yeah. I mean... I cast her in December Boys and she was not a very well-known actress then and probably only done one short indie film. And the mere fact she got attached to that, of playing opposite Daniel Ratcliffe, of course, yeah, yeah. that just sought her into the international acting um, industry very quickly. Kirsty, uh, after the success of Stateless, and it's only been one episode, one episode of six, but it will be, you have sold it to who? Netflix uh, overseas? Yeah, we just announced in Berlin that Netflix has picked up the worldwide rights. So the worldwide of rights. Australia, it will be seen by 167 million subscribers. That's Staggering, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, and, and and that really kind of puts you in. All of a sudden, Netflix think, "Oh, hang on a minute or so." They exist down there, and they do good stuff. I mean, that's just great for the industry. Yeah, and it's just amazing to have a South Australian production being yeah. seen in every country and every language around the world. What's the follow up to Stateless? How do you how, how do you are you madly looking now for the uh, for the next production, or have you got one in mind, or are you able to yeah, talk about? Yeah, so my role with Matchbox South Australia is actually to develop television shows with local writers and directors. So I'm looking for the next South Australian project that's originated here that can then go through that pipeline and out into the world. One of the ladies, uh, Kate um, Crozer, the CEO of the uh, the Film Corporation, Kirsty Stark, the uh, the producer of Stateless, and uh, Angela Heesom, who's got the casting agency. One of my favourite shows, uh, and you've probably never heard of it or never seen it, is that thing on Foxtel called Mr Inbetween. It's a great mm. show. I mean, uh, the weirdo that uh, uh, that plays the—I don't know who the hell he is—but he's got that sickly grin. I mean, he's such a such a nice guy, but he's a psychopath. And I sit and watch it and think, this is—if uh, uh, you haven't seen it, how would you describe it, Kate? I mean, it, impossible to describe. It's a sort of a quirky sort of uh yeah con man kind of a show isn't it i mean what what the story i love about that show it w- is it was originally created as a super low budget movie yeah. called the magician probably really? ten, 10 years ago oh, really? and that's how that actor scott i can't remember his last he's name he's a canadian or yeah. is he from overseas yeah, yeah he got his break that way and they've actually they turned it into first a tv show in australia and then they took it overseas and turned it into a us uh tv show so i think that just shows you know if you make something so 
small and perfectly formed, it can go on to have a, a really significant life internationally. I've tried to explain mm. it to somebody and they said, well, what's it about? I said, well, it's about this weirdo who's really a nice guy, loves his daughter and kind to his friends, but has got a short fuse and is likely to turn really violent really quickly for no reason. They said, mm. oh, that sounds like a, a sort of show we want to watch. I said, <laughs> I, I tell you, it's half an hour episode and it goes too quickly. Uh, any of you ladies old enough to remember when Scott Hicks came up with the idea of Shine? Absolutely. Actually, I was involved in Shine. I'm not sure my other colleagues, perhaps too young to <laughs> have had that pleasure, but I, I was When, involved, when as, somebody as explained it to me, I said, it's about some unknown piano player who's a, who's a, who's a weirdo, uh, and that's not going to be a hit, you know. Uh, and uh, David, who? David David Rush? No, David Health got stupid. Yes. But what a success that was. I know. Uh, shine. Oh, you know, all those, I mean, that's what could happen any any day, though, with small, you know, even the, the smallest, lowest budget film can can shine like that. You know, well, excuse the pun, but it can. Yeah. yeah. What was yeah. the movie that kind of really established it? Was, is, do we go back to Storm Boy as far back as that? What was the movie that kind of all of a sudden people thought the SA Film Corporation are a bit of all right? I think it was probably even before that. Yeah, Sunday Too Far Away. Sunday, those, those Sunday Too yeah, Far yeah. Away, yeah. Picnic at Hanging Rock, too. Oh, that was... was, mm. was uh, a I mean, the, you've got a great track record, haven't you? Absolutely, mm. and um, even uh, uh, Gallipoli. Um, right, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Of now, you... of course, the recent storm boy, which like, like beautifully bookended that, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, what's the future? I mean, when, when we think about the economy, it's not just actors and those people who are involved in the in, in the production of the thing. The it really flows throughout the economy, Kate, doesn't it? You know, you've got to all sorts of people. That's benefit. right. And and you know what's interesting right now is we're in the middle of this global content boom. So with the streamers, the international streamers and the studios, there's just demand for more and more and more content production, like there never has been before. And the interesting thing I, I think about. Um, the the sort of the industry of screen production is that it will also um, have a ripple effect. So spending on screen production will employ people in the hospitality sector because you have so many actors and crew yeah, staying, staying in hotels or, yeah. you know, you have um, caterers catering for 200 people every day on set. So they're buying food in, in the local supermarkets and, and you have... Um, it's a real flow-on effect it, then, isn't it? It is. You have musicians, you have designers, you have carpenters, you have sculptors, um you know, it, it can be anyone from any industry that can really have the opportunity to get involved in screen production, which is why I love it so much. Ladies, you um, you look at movies professionally and you probably pick them to bits and, you know, of uh, what are some of the really great movies you've seen in the last, I don't know, six months or so? Kate, you first. Oh, me, let me just think here. I, do you know what? I, I finally caught up with the Oscar-winning film, Parasite. And what was that like? It, it was fantastic. Really? It's really funny. It's really accessible. It's highly entertaining. It takes you on twists and turns that you do not expect. And actually, the director of that, the South Korean director, Bong Joon-ho, yeah. I first met him when he came out to Adelaide for the Adelaide Film Festival in 2007. Nobody would have known him then. He no. was a complete unknown. He had made a film called The Host, which was a kind of a, um, a monster movie, kind of like another really fun, entertaining kind uh, of film. Even the name um, Parasite, you think, oh, hang on a minute or so. Yeah, and it's kind of, it's probably a bit, um, uh, it's in, it sort of gives you a different impression to what the film actually is. It's yeah. really a story of class and breaking those class boundaries. Well, it's, a, um, it's, it's an fantastic. Academy, it's an Oscar winner. 
Alrighty, um, Angela, what's the... Um... Well, I've only seen two movies. Oh, you've got to get months. out more. Um, you've, uh, Parasite you've... was one of them. I mean, I've been casting Mortal Kombat and <laughs> haven't had a life for six months, but uh, I am going to get out. Um, yeah. But yeah, I share um, Kate's sentiments on, on Parasite. There's just so many... There's so many films in that film, too. So and you weren't surprised that it won the Oscar me. as the best movie, were you? No, I love films that, that you never know where it's going to take you because we're very, very um, intelligent now as audiences and often we can pick turning points and we, we all often anticipate how a film's going to end, and I did with that one as well. Okay, right. And I was t- constantly uh, surprised at every turn. It just tricked me on every every level. Is that right? Yeah. And, what, and what was the other one that appealed to you? You said there was... There were, there were the old two. gentleman, we've just been talking about that. I, oh, I love this that is the well. Matthew McConaughey, yeah. Um, yeah. Hugh Grant playing mm. the baddie, and mm. uh, and even the brilliant Colin Farrell, who looks overweight. and a Gentleman, it's a, it's a real... It's a um, Guy Ritchie movie, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, and he kind of does those English comedy bad movies movies really know. brilliantly, doesn't he? Yeah, I'm not yeah. necessarily a fan of his, but I just I just love Hugh Grant in, in all his hues, especially now as he's getting more veteran actor, the sorts of roles he's taking on aren't quite different. And, and, and the ones that he's always wanted to do, he's never wanted to be the romantic foil lead. He's yeah. always wanted interesting roles, so I'm glad he's finally getting oh, yeah. As a baddie, he really is yeah. brilliant in the, in the Gentleman. Yes. Alright, uh, and Kirsty, what's uh, what's the movie that's grabbed you of recent times? Uh, well, on the way back from Berlin, I actually rewatched The Australian Dream on the plane, the Adam yeah. Goodstock Documentary, and I think oh, that's just okay, a fantastic okay. depiction I haven't seen that. of yeah. Australian yeah. society at the moment and a lot of the racism that's kind of underlying oh, what's right. going on in football. So, Congratulations on Stateless. Thank you. I mean, it's going to be a heartache to follow, even though it's yeah. going to be seen by 160-odd million people on Netflix over the next year or so. So congratulations on that. Uh, Angela, thank you for coming in. Yes, and if you ever want a cameo, do you know where to come and find me now. Uh, you, you, you've got a, a, a lead part for an ugly old man who, who drinks too much and smokes cigars after hours. Okay. You don't need that brief, but I can help you anyway. <laughs> and Kate, thank you, and congratulations on the great work that the, uh, the South Australian Film Corporation does. Thank you very much. And if listeners want to keep up with what we're doing down yeah. there, you can sign up to our website which and is, our um, mailing and our mailing list on our website. So the website is www.safilm.com.au. As simple as that. Ladies, thank you for coming in. I've enjoyed the last half hour. Okay, it's uh, you, what is it? Nearly two minutes to three now, and two minutes to two. The Mad Vet and I.